You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday, February 3rd edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica, and today is the first time I'm talking with you since this past Monday when I published my crossover episode with uh, Lucas Smith of Locked On Cardinals. And since then, the Colorado Rockies and the St. Louis Cardinals have officially wrapped up the Nolan Arenado trade, and they both held press conferences yesterday, ironically, at the exact same time, which I was not super happy about. I would have preferred to have been able to watch both at the to be able to watch both of them yesterday, but they both happened uh, at around 11 o'clock central time. Um, but um, I watched the press conference with Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich live. Um, I was able to watch a little bit of Nolan Arenado's introductory press conference with the St. Louis Cardinals as well. Um, I do want to spend the majority of today's episode talking about the Colorado Rockies press conference. Um, obviously, this is a Rockies podcast, and I believe that you know there's a lot of important things that um, I want to go over um, that were said in yesterday's press conference with Dick and Jeff. Um, but really with Nolan Arenado, the biggest thing that I noticed throughout his press conference is that Nolan was very obviously very happy to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And really, who can blame him? I mean, this is his first real chance to join an organization that will put a much greater emphasis on building a winning ball club than the Colorado Rockies have. Um, and I mean, it's just evident, you know, you can, I mean, the, the Nolan Arenado press conference, as well as the Dick Monford and Jeff Breidich press conference, they're both on YouTube. You can look them up. Um, the Arenado one is actually published under the St. Louis Cardinals official YouTube account. So if you wanted to, you can go and check that one out too. But Nolan Arenado is very happy to be out of Colorado. You can just tell that, uh, right off the bat. Um, you know, he, every, you know, at every chance that he had, he was always saying, you know, how excited he is that, you know, that he was able to join this, this great organization, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and obviously, you know, we wish Nolan nothing but the best. I will certainly, uh, continue following his career with the St. Louis Cardinals, especially because the Rockies are not going to be a very fun team to watch in 2021. And at least in the immediate future. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit, but first I kind of want to, um, kind of go over some things that were said in the press conference with Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich. So Dick Monfort opened up the media availability with an opening statement. Um, some of the key points, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to summarize um, a lot of these quotes that happened um, yesterday. If, you know, if I had, if I went through and um, said each, you know, said each quote in its entirety, we'd be here forever. Um, but Kind of just to summarize what Dick Monfort said in his opening statement, he said, This brings closure to something we've been dealing with for over a year. In 2019, we signed Nolan to what I would call a career contract, something that we were committed to. Nine months later, Nolan asked us to look for a trade. In 2020 came COVID and a stark reality of a shortened season, one without fans. Nolan's desire to move on never wavered. With an option to move on at year's end, 
the most cost-efficient way was to let it play out. We talked with several teams. Ultimately, there was a deal to be made with St. Louis, um, and they're getting back five players with legitimate opportunity come our direction, uh, players who we believe will help us. The decision was not made with haste, and we have an extremely talented team. They are built to compete. It is time for them to take the next step. So this is essentially a a reiteration of this franchise's stance for the last four or five years now. Now, Jeff Breidich really does believe that he's built a playoff caliber team. Obviously, I and a lot of other members of the Rockies media, as well as you know, educated Rockies fans that I follow on Twitter as well, um, who aren't necessarily part of the media, but who could, really could be if you know if they wanted to. Um, but obviously, the the general opinion is that the Rockies are not a playoff caliber team. But Jeff Breidich. He really does think that he has built a playoff caliber team here in Denver and they just have not stepped up. They have not, you know, gone up to, they have not stepped up to bat and, and um, really fulfilled their full potential as Jeff Breidich sees it, even though, you know, respected publications like Fangraphs project the Rockies to be, you know, a 60, 70 win team coming up this year after, you know, winning 71 games in 2019, only winning 26 out of 60 games last year. You know, it's my, it's my opinion that the Rockies overachieved in 2017 and 2018, their pitching staff carried them to the playoffs and the offense has just been dismal over the last four or five years. Um, And that, that was actually something that Dick Monfort said during the press conference as well, which was actually really encouraging because it's the first time, at least that I remember that, anybody in the in the front office had really admitted that the offense has been a big problem usually you know you just get this company line oh you know you just know this team will hit and it's said on the broadcast quite a bit as well you know the Rockies are just going to hit you know because they're the Rockies and they play at altitude that's just not the case the Rockies offense has been terrible the last few years and the pitching staff has largely been the the greatest upside to the team um but so I mean yeah, I, I just, I just don't see the fact that I just don't understand where they're coming from, you know, and how they can continue to trot out this line saying that they're an extremely talented team. They're built to compete even after subtracting your best player. Nolan Arenado is no longer on the team. That is a huge chunk of, of wins above replacement that you're just losing a value that you're just losing, you know, by, by subtracting Nolan Arenado, as well as, you know, paying 50, paying the Cardinals $50 million to take him on. Um, so I don't know. I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly that they're an extremely talented team and they're built to compete. It's just time for them to take the next step. They just need to play better. Um, Obviously, you know, there's always room for them to prove me wrong, but I just don't see it coming coming this year. Um, then Jeff Breidich proceeded to say, um, this was in response to a question asked by Th- Thomas Harding of MLB.com. Um, Jeff Breidich said, this is not a total teardown and rebuild. If that were the case, certain players would have already been traded. Um, and then he also added, um, he, Thomas Harding asked him if he thinks that Trevor Story would start the season as a Colorado Rocky. He said, I think so, yes. So I think that was a little bit telling in and of itself that he couldn't even offer an absolute on whether or not Trevor Story would start the season as a Colorado Rocky. Now, Trevor probably will. Um, I don't really foresee Trevor Story getting traded, at least before the season starts. Um, Just, you know, 
keeping in consistency with this whole organization, the, the front office's line of thinking here. Um, but Jeff Breidich saying that this is not a total teardown and rebuild. I mean, obviously not. If it were a rebuild, you'd be getting impact pieces back in the trade that would help your future in the long run. That's the point of a rebuild is trading your stud players right now, tearing it all down in exchange for getting pieces back, minor league players back that will help the team in the future, that you can grow and develop these prospects into future star players and into future role players that will help the team and and really support the star players that you already have, such as Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, those types. Um, but, I mean, the, the full trade, uh, it has been made official since my last episode. Nolan Arenado has been traded for Austin Gomber, who is a major league um, I mean, he he's a major league pitcher. Um, he spent the 2020 season at the major league level with the Cardinals, um, both in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. So you figure that he'll, you know, he 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 might challenge for that fifth rotation spot, um, or you might see him in long relief in the bullpen. But then they get Tony Lo, uh, Tony Losi, uh, the Cardinals' number 19 prospect, El- Elahiris Montero. Um, who is the Cardinals' number eight prospect and the number three third base prospect in the Cardinals organization. Then you also get Mateo Gill and Jake Summers back as well. Um, and I mean, you know, I mean, you just take a look at this. Not not one of those five guys qualify as a top 100 prospect in baseball. I guess Austin Gomber doesn't really qualify as a prospect anymore, but none of the four prospects that they got back in this deal um, count as a top 100 prospect in baseball and the highest prospect that they got out of the Cardinals organization was number eight that's Elahiris Montero the number eight overall prospect in the Cardinals organization and the third best third base prospect that the Cardinals have in their minor league system and so I mean yeah Dick or uh, Jeff I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that this is not a teardown it was a salary dump of Nolan Arenado is what it was um, you know, if it were a total re a total teardown and rebuild, they would have gotten, you know, some impact guys back. But I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's room for these guys to prove me wrong, but you know, you'd want to see at least maybe one or two top 100 prospects in baseball come back for, you know, who is arguably the best third baseman in baseball. It doesn't matter, you know, what his contract situation is like, or what his salary situation is like, you know, you'd want to see, uh, you you want to see more impact players coming back for a for a player of this caliber of Nolan Arenado's caliber, and Dick Monfort would later go on to say, "If I had my druthers, I would rather have Nolan Arenado, but it was Nolan's choice. He wanted to move on, and this was something that they were pushing throughout the entire press conference." I don't want to say I don't want to go as far as v- saying that they were vilifying Nolan Arenado, but they were definitely pushing the standpoint of. You know, uh, you know, we we've been doing everything we can, but it was just Nolan's choice. He wanted to move on. Nolan forced our hand and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, honestly, Nolan Arenado signed that eight year extension right before spring training in 2019 under the impression that the Rockies are going to build around him and, you know, supplement, you know, supplement his 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 offensive capabilities and and his general capabilities with role players around him to improve the team as a perennial contender. I've mentioned this on the podcast many times and it just didn't happen. You know, in 2019, after Nolan, um, after Nolan signed his extension, they didn't go out and sign anybody. They haven't signed, (coughs) excuse me. They haven't signed a major league free agent in two years. 
And so Nolan Arenado, recognizing that he's already spent eight years with this organization and he only has one playoff win to show for it. I mean, I don't blame him for wanting out. But I mean, I just I just think that this is a total cop out move by Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich to kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, vilify Nolan Arenado, you know, saying that he forced their hand and he wanted out and his his desire to leave Colorado never wavered. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, you got you know, the team has won one playoff game since 2009. That was the wild card game in 2018. And then they got swept by the Brewers, you know, uh, largely because of the of the of the terrible offense that the team had in 2018. Uh, If it weren't for Kyle Freeland's exceptional year, the Rockies probably don't make the playoffs in 2018. You know, Kyle Freeland finished fourth in Cy Young voting that year finished with a something like a 285 ERA, which is outstanding for a Colorado Rockies pitcher. One of the best we've seen in Rockies history. And they may not make the playoffs without that. So um, I'll have more coming up on the press conference with Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich in just a little bit. But first, I do want to tell you a little bit about the Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar available. And there are 18 amazing flavors out there, including Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Apple Almond Crisp, and so much more. So you can be sure to find the best one for you. They even have a cookies and cream bar for you cookie lovers out there. It only has 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. You'll also get a free cooler with any purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. And I want to tell you a little bit about RockAuto.com as well. With the ever-increasing numbers of automotive makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts in his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica, and today we are going over the press conference that was held by Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich yesterday. This press conference did not leave fans with a lot of hope for the future. Um, And so just to continue on, um, after Dick Monfort had mentioned that he would have rather kept Nolan Arenado, he continued on saying, I have anguished over many sleepless nights wondering why that happened on Nolan asking for a trade. Um, and this, I just like <laughs> just hearing that it's like, how have you anguished over many sleepless nights? One, like, that was the exact quote he said. He, he said, he said, I've anguished over many sleepless nights wondering why that happened. It's like, number one, you have all the access in the world to, you know, talk to Nolan and discuss why he's asking for a trade less than a calendar year after signing a record extension for your club. I mean, he mentioned that that this was one of the biggest extensions the club has ever doled out on a player. 
And, you know, this was something that Michaela Perkins also mentioned on the DNVR podcast right after the press conference wrapped up. I tuned into that just a little bit to hear Drew Creaseman and Michaela Perkins uh, kind of give their takes on it. And, you know, that was something that she said as well is, you know, you have all the access in the world to talk to this guy and ask him, why are you unhappy here? Why are you asking for a trade? And it didn't it didn't seem super convincing that they had actually communicated with him, at least on this, you know, totally utter basic level of asking him why he's asking for a trade. If if this if this is really true, if he really has anguished over many sleepless nights wondering why Nolan has asked for a trade, I mean, there's just no excuse for that. You know, all it takes is a phone call saying, yo, why are you unhappy? You know, what can we do to to rectify this to make you want to stick around? And, you know, obviously the answer to that question is, yo, you got to start picking up some good free agents here. You got to start building around me and making this team a perennial contender. You know, I guarantee you that's why that's what he would have said if, you know, if that phone call had been made. That's why Nolan is so excited to be in St. Louis right now. He mentioned it on his uh, on his uh, introductory press conference with the Cardinals. They've had what 13 straight winning seasons. That was the first thing he mentioned. And so he's just totally stoked to be somewhere that is going to actually give him a chance to win some ball games. Um, and Dick Monfort continued on saying, you know, we agreed in his, we agreed to his last year of arbitration. He said he wanted to do a long-term deal. Um, Dick Monfort said he wouldn't sense that, you know, the Rockies pushed him to sign it. It was mutual. Um, and then he said something that was really interesting. He said in 2017 and 2018, he didn't get enough love in awards voting. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure if, you know, Dick Monfort was blaming the fact that Nolan didn't win MVP um, in 2017 and 2018, you know, for him wanting to leave. I, I think that that would be horribly irresponsible if that's really what he was insinuating. But he didn't really dive into a whole lot of depth on that point. Um, but Monfort continued on saying we had two choices, waiting and letting him opt out. Um, that would have been the popular decision, but the result is the same. Um, and then he said he wanted to get the greatest return possible. Many teams they talked to, um, many deals that made no sense. Um, and he said that there were 10 times over the last two weeks where he didn't think the St. Louis deal made any sense, uh, but the Jeff Breidich did an incredible job. And that therein is the core fundamental problem with the Colorado Rockies is that Dick Monfort thinks that Jeff Breidich sending Nolan Arenado on a plane to St. Louis two years after signing him to a record extension with a bag of $50 million to the Cardinals in exchange for a so-so major league pitcher and four prospects none of whom cracked the top 100 list in Major League Baseball overall. He thinks that that is a great job, an incredible job of pushing the talent and getting the greatest return possible. And he said later on in the press conference that when when Woody Page asked him a question, Woody Page literally asked Dick Monfort with Jeff Breidich sitting right there on the call if he's considered firing Jeff Breidich and if he's considered firing himself, to which the answer was, I have not considered firing Jeff Breidich. I have considered firing myself, but I have not considered firing Jeff Breidich, which I'm not sure what that means that he has considered firing himself. But the fact that Jeff Breidich is allowed to blow over $200 million over the last five or six years on free agents that have netted, that have returned a net negative for this organization. 
guys like Chad going all the way back to like Chad Qualls, Jason Mott, you know, Jake McGee, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, obviously Ian Desmond, who has provided negative wins above replacement for the Rockies in all three years he's played for them. I mean, the fact that Jeff Breidich can misuse that amount of money and alienate his star third baseman and essentially drive him out of town. And then, you know, this is the return they get for Nolan Arenado, one of the best third basemen in baseball. And the fact that he's not, he, he, a, a single thought hasn't even been to replacing him. I mean, that is the fundamental issue with the Colorado Rockies. This organization is run like a family. It's not run like a business. The Rockies are just another, you know, or it, it it's run like a family. It's not run like, you know, like you'd want to see a professional sports team run. You know, this is just another business enterprise to Dick Monfort. He he mentioned how he's a fan, and I and I really believe that he is, and I believe that he wants to win. I just think that he does not know how to win, and for whatever reason, he won't hire a team president, you know, an executive vice president of baseball operations, or you know, somebody to step in and figure it out for him. You know, he has all this faith in in Jeff Breidich to just be able to do this, and to some extent, Dick Monfort is also micromanaging what goes on with this baseball team as well, but. This baseball team is just run so horribly. And, you know, it's just it it's unbelievable that the fact that Jeff Breidich is 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 allowed to make this many mistakes uh, on this caliber. I mean, misusing over two hundred million dollars for, you know, nothing in return on free agents that he's signed. Jeff Breidich has whiffed on almost every single free agent he has ever signed, save for like, you know, one of the Mark Reynolds deals where Mark Reynolds in I believe it was 2017 was up for the you know final spot for the all-star team in the National League but I mean this this here this is this is the fundamental issue um you know they they truly believe that this team is still uh is still able to contend it's built to compete and they just need to step up and so, I mean, this is why, you know, I'm of the belief that as long as Dick Monfort is owning this team and as long as Jeff Breidich is is running this team and making the baseball decisions, this team will not compete. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, and he said later on, maybe no one on this call will believe me, but I truly in my heart believe that this is a very talented team that underperformed the last couple of years. So you're basing that on one playoff win in a year where in, in two years where the offense was terrible and the pitching staff was phenomenal. You know, one could argue that they were, you know, skiing, you know, they're over the tips of their skis, so to speak. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I doubt that a lot of people on that call believe you in that statement there, Dick. Um, and then Mark Kisla happened. Mark Kisla, who writes for the Denver post um, covers the Rockies and the Broncos, um, and I think the Nuggets to some extent for the Denver Post. Mark Kisla does he has the balls to ask some tough questions. I mean, you have to give him that. Mark Kisla asked some tough questions during this press conference. Um, the first one he asked, he said, COVID-19 had a major impact on all businesses working on uh McGregor Square. Um obviously McGregor Square is the is the the enterprise that will be right across the street from um, from Coors Field, built in that old parking lot right there um, on the left field side. Um, and it'll be kind of like a ballpark village-esque um, situation like they have in St. Louis, I believe. 
Um, and he said, you know, to what extent have the fina- financial realities of COVID-19, but also, you know, working on McGregor Square impacted this Nolan decision and how will it impact decisions going forward with this team? And then he said, um, and maybe, you know, how would, you know, how would you view this as maybe you won't own this team forever? And Dick Monfort, oh, you know, he started out by saying you'd like that, wouldn't you? Which, you know, obviously when that happened, it's like, oh, well, this is just going fantastic. Um, but Monfort said, you know, McGregor Square and the Rockies are two different ent- entities. Um, they pay rent to the Rockies and the rent is used to update the stadium so that the Rockies don't have to take money out of the investors' pockets. Um, and he said that, you know, it'll be funding a project for um, for about $120 million over 30 years. And that will also allow us to spend more money on our payroll, uh, which is interesting because they haven't signed a single major league free agent in two years. Um, but he said that the, the decision was something they started dealing with before the pandemic. And again, Nolan's desire to move on didn't change. Um, and so, you know, again, pushing the whole, you know, ah, oh, Nolan forced our hand, you know, we did all we could when really that's not even close to being true. Um, and then Mark Kisla went on to ask Jeff Breidich, do you think Nolan Arenado would still be a Rocky if you'd had a better relationship with him and you did a better job of building a winning team, which that's the, that's the whole, that's the whole underlying problem here. Um, and you know, thank you, Mark Kisla for asking that question. Um, and of course, Jeff kind of, you know, talked around it. He didn't really give a straight answer to it. He said he tries not to speak for a player in terms of how he's going to feel about a situation with a team, whether it's uh, with the team itself or a relationship with someone else. Um, but he went on to say that the relationship wasn't always peaches and cream. There were some bumps and relationships change over time. He got really existential there, uh, which was really weird. He kept talking about the, you know, being human and, and you know, human relationships. And they, you know, they don't always um, stay intact. Uh, but he said, could I have done a better job in certain areas? Absolutely. Um, and then when asked, you know, what responsibility do you take for that? He said, I take a ton of it. That's my job. Um, which is, you know, honestly, I think another huge point because that's also the first time that I remember hearing Jeff Breidich, you know, ever really take any kind of responsibility for what's happened with the club. So, I mean, it's good that he's at least taking responsibility for it. He mentioned that that's his job, um, you know, that's his role, that's his job, that's the job of the general manager. So, you know, if they're looking to parse blame out, you know, that, you know, blame him. Um, and so to that, I kind of say, well, thanks for your permission, Jeff. Everybody was blaming you anyway. Um, but at least, you know, thank you for finally making it clear that you recognize that it's your fault. Um, and so, you know, later on, um, this was something else, Mark Herring from the athletic, um, he asked, he asked another tough question as well, which, you know, I appreciated this question from Mark Herring as well. He said, Arenado is no longer a Rocky and there are many reasons for that, but, if you boil it all down, is there any other way to see that as an organizational failure? Which I absolutely agree with. I, I believe that this is just a masterclass in organizational failure. Um, and Jeff Breidich again said, you know, if you're looking to pass blame, you can blame me. Uh, he said the word human here, the word human there is an important one. There are relationships in our human existence that do last forever, but we are human beings in a business where sometimes relationships and commitments don't last forever. So again, another kind of non-answer from Jeff Breidich, just kind of talking around it. Um, uh, but Mark Carrig really wrote a phenomenal piece in the athletic that you all should read if you have an athletic subscription. And if you don't, then you should get one so you can read this, um, but Mark Carrig essentially just, you know, went went on for for a great many paragraphs just flaming the Rockies for, you know, this whole situation. You know, here's a here's a quote that really kind of stuck out to me from Mark Carrig's 
um, column that he wrote after this press conference. Breidich seemingly fancies himself as something of a misunderstood genius. He once boasted that he was personally blessed with a, with a capacity to not really care what is said about me all that much. He was referring to the media, whom he deemed unworthy of leveling criticism because, as he explained, the reality is, and this is going to sound pretty bad, if you just objectively look at the people who are evaluating us every day, you know they've never come close to doing this job and all the work that goes into it. He's right. I'll never understand all the work that goes into alienating a franchise player, engaging him in a protracted pissing match, and then packaging him along with $50 million for the privilege of trading him away. So, I mean, that says it all right there. Jeff Breidich really does think that he that he's doing a fantastic job with this team. They just need to play better, and he doesn't need to explain himself to anybody. You know, he went to Harvard. He's the smartest guy in the room. His decisions make sense to him, and that's all that matters. And so that's why I really do believe that, you know, just to kind of wrap this up, because, you know, I mean, I could this was an hour long press conference and I could go on for hours talking about every single thing that um, that they talked about. But, um, you know, what it all boils down to is as this team will not compete until new leadership is installed. And that begins with the owner, because Dick Monfort is really the disease. Jeff Breidich is really just the symptom of what is going on with this team. Dick Monfort is okay with this mediocrity. He is okay with Jeff Breidich, as I mentioned earlier, misusing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, whiffing on free agent after free agent after free agent, getting just all this negative value in return, all these expensive mistakes, and then eventually you've alienated your star third baseman. He doesn't want to be here anymore. You're not even talking to him by the end. And then you just ship him off along with $50 million for some middling prospects in you know what can only really be described as a salary dump so that's really kind of the disappointing outcome of this whole situation is you know really is solidified for Rockies fans at least in my mind that this team will not have any real shot at contending again until Jeff Breidich and Dick Monfort are gone so that'll just about wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Before I let you go, I do want to tell you a little bit about Locked On Today, which is the new show that the Locked On Podcast Network has host, has launched. Uh, we're covering everything you need to know about the Rockies, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So again, that'll just about do it for this edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in again later this week. I'm hoping to be able to bring on Aram Layton, who is the host of the Locked On MLB Prospects po uh, podcast, um, just to kind of break down a little bit the return that the Rockies got for Nolan Arenado. Obviously, he'll be able to do a much better job than I will at that. Um, you know, he's the prospect guy. He, you know, he's, he spends his time studying prospects. Um, and so I'm hoping to be able to get him on the podcast sometime soon to be able to provide you with that insight as well. But make sure you stay tuned in this week uh, for more news and analysis on this unfolding Nolan Ar Arenado trade situation. Take care, guys. <laughs>